I say the day you quit your job, you wear a great outfit. You need to go in there confident. You do not want to go in there feeling like a, you know, sack of potatoes. Go in there with a great outfit. Wait, what do you mean it's over? Hello? How can I help? Welcome back to Parties Over Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. And congratulations, Ashley. This is episode number 50. I had no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> I'm like, congratulations I do? on what? I guess congratulations to us. Yes, we did 50 episodes, which is insane. And it went I was going to say it went by fast, but also it didn't because I don't remember what life was like without it. <laughs> it We're almost at a year. Um, yeah, we have probably three more episodes till a year, which is insanity. But if you think back to a year ago when we were planning out our episodes, I think I still have the list on my phone. I don't even think we've touched on the topics that we were like, this is what we're going to do with the podcast. And then it completely like went not even a different direction, like a better, more advanced direction. I agree. Also, now that we're saying this, it sounds funny because, well, it doesn't sound funny. It's funny to realize the end of October, like I don't even, I'm realizing this right now as we're speaking, October is like my month to make changes because October of... To, like October two years ago is when I launched Clifford Creative. Yep. October last year I was in Colorado, like the end of October, and we launched the podcast. This year, you guys will figure out in a minute. But something I made a big life change also in October. Like the change happened in October, and then I am gonna be probably in out of state as well. In California at the same exact time that is actually weird I forgot that last year you were in Colorado when we announced the podcast yes I'm just realizing like I, and like this isn't like this is the those are the only big things that have happened in my life it's not like I, those are just like oh yeah cool like but the next month you were here and you did this like no no that's the only things I do in my life and they just happened in October. Maybe you should have put your wedding date in October. I know I'm kind of thinking that now but I also life don't like is like lining up for it. But I also don't like the cold so that's why I leave in October. True. <laughs> like, and my tan's kind of like fading so I wouldn't look as good as I could like. Oh god know. no yeah same. Okay so anyways now that I just had that revelation wow crazy cool wonder what else I could do. Cool. What's an update for you? How's your week been? It's Monday. <laughs> it's been crazy. So it's Monday. Um, Let's see. I just came back from celebrating one of my... Do you say oldest friend or longest friends? Like <laughs> a friend that you've had for a long time. Like my I oldest friend. I would say friend. oldest friend. Like longest makes me think that they're extra long. But oldest makes it sound like they're, like they're old. old. Yeah. Like, she's, she's not that Like, she's 25. I'm 24. Right. I think that it makes sense to say longest. However, I'm just saying what comes into my head is like, oh, are they are they longer than the average person? <laughs> no. So, okay. But I wanted to, I don't need to go into detail about the weekend, but it was really amazing. 
nice to like have extended time with friends i feel like recently every friend thing has been like a quick dinner and you can't really get into topics it's more like quickly catching up but when you have like a night and a couple like two days it's nice to be able to just like really you know have some good time together i so agree like touching on the uh, quick friend thing like when i catch up with my friends especially like my high school friends there'll be like five of us girls and we literally have to like take turns because we're all like like we have so much we want to say in such a short amount of time and it's just really funny which also i feel like is something to be said about the friendships like if you have so much to talk about that you can't fit it in a dinner like that's some solid friendship so yeah, and if you have enough to talk about that you can be with them for a really long time, not a really long time, but a couple of days, yeah. that's also good friend. I think so. So you had fun. Yes, and you also went away. I did. I went away. So a couple weekends, you guys, I think I told you that we I had a bunch of friends, um, including Liz, stay at my parents' camp. And then again, this weekend, we went up to a friend's camp like near Aroostook County and it was like I mean just so you guys know distance wise it was we had to go through Aroostook County like we went in and out of it so it was way up there like three and a half hours and I literally thought I would maybe die not ever going that far up to Maine uh so we went up there uh we had quite the time getting there it was five miles into the northern Maine woods and uh it was pretty deep in there no service for a couple days, but same thing happened. It was like a lot of extended time with friends, no phones, and just like we, li- I think we sat around the fire for like eight hours. It was insane. And read a book, you know, by the water, just chilled. But, uh, I love that. That sounds relaxing. Some great conversations. I feel like I've seen those people now like for a lot of extended time in the last month, at the yeah. last like, few months. Like, I really know everything. A lot of those people have dogs. I think I said this again. Have dogs. So now I really want a dog. They're so good. But don't worry, Liz. I won't get one. But I really want one. You can get one. Liz doesn't want me to get anything that ties me down. (laughs) (laughs) You also want me to be available. I agree. But you're not threatening to get a dog or a baby. I'm not threatening to get a baby. But I'm just saying, Liz. I have to... I was actually saying this story this weekend because a lot of those people like one of them just got married and stuff like that so it's kind of like which is weird thought that's becoming conversation like children in the future and I always I was telling the group I was like yeah I usually have to give Liz like a countdown from like when I think I might want to have kids I'll like give her like a five-year notice and I'll be like you know maybe five years and (laughs) maybe four years We know you all are wondering what is Ashley's big news that we're going to really deep dive into today on the podcast. And it is, you can say it. (laughs) It is a brand new job. Yes, I'm not pregnant. Um, Liz has been waiting for this topic forever so we can have a full episode on it just because we think it would be useful. So like, Ashley, quit your job already. It's good content. Yeah, I'm like, so I did it for you guys. I, um quit my job so you know it's hilarious so uh, we'll talk about it again but while we're on this piece when I did quit one of my coworkers was like did it'd be great content for the podcast I swear <laughs> Wait, to god they said that someone said that yeah they said it'd be really good content for the podcast if you well, quit your job be. it will be you listening right now I will no longer be at the place that I've been at for two and a half years 
So that is what we're going to talk about on this week's episode. We're going to do how to, and it's going to be how to know when it might be time to leave your job. Um, And Liz and I both have experience in this. We've both been in jobs for extended amount of time, you know, young post-grad type age, early 20s. So I feel like uh, we can speak to this. And Liz can kind of talk about the after more than I can, obviously, because it will be day two for me, not even, maybe even one. And you talking about it, you're not there yet, so we can do an update yeah, on this later on. <laughs> you can talk about that. But something they don't really teach you in school or just like life in general, I feel like growing up, no one really tells you how to leave a job. And I remember being very confused about it, so it would have been nice to have kind of an episode like this because when you're in high school if you have a high school job you kind of just like oh I'm going to college now and then you're done that job and right. then you graduate college maybe you're like oh I'm there life doesn't really teach you how to leave anything like there's nothing that teaches you how to leave like a friendship how to leave and we like, know we're bad at it yes leave it college leave it on good notes like I don't know like leaving uh a friendship and stuff without being like you know, on bad terms and stuff like that. So I feel like it is a really important topic. But yeah, today we're going to focus on how to leave a job and just knowing when to leave a job. And it's definitely, that's, I think, one of the hardest things about postgrad is knowing when. So how we're going to structure this week's episode is we're going to talk a little bit about um, our first jobs and what they looked like and then start to realize your goals. We're going to talk about like finding out your goals in your career and then um, looking for jobs, the money part of it, and then finally how to make the decision, maybe who to look for in that, you know, advice wise, and then how to actually leave the job and those steps there. So Liz, you want to start with what your, your job situation kind of looked like? Yes, so my first actual job was something that started as an internship and then kind of just kept growing from there. I was a freshman in college, was not planning to find my, you know, my job from that. But your career, I, your full time. <laughs> but I remember, I don't have to get too into it, but I remember. No, I want to get into it. Okay. So, fresh, well, wait, I want to get into it about you freshman year. Like, I want you to, the nostalgia of it because I remember when you were applying. Okay, so we, it was freshman year, I went home for a Christmas break, and the School of Business would send out, like, internship opportunities and different jobs that were open constantly, and I remember getting this email the, for the internship, and it's something for, like, juniors, <laughs> juniors and seniors. I'm laughing because I thought you were going to say the professor who sent it to you, and I was like, that's funny, that detail. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't know how to say that. So it was something that like juniors and seniors apply to, but I just got this feeling when I saw the email, like I was supposed to be doing that. And it just made me so nervous and so excited. And I remember saying to my mom, I really want to apply to this job. And she was like, you don't need to work in college. And I'm like, no, look at this job. Like, this seems like something I'm supposed to do. And I told her about it and she was like, wow, why aren't you doing that already? Pretty much. So I just made a resume really quickly and sent it over and got an interview. And I remember being so stressed. Their email said something like, don't go to JCPenney and buy a pantsuit for this. Like, please wear jeans, wear sweatpants, wear whatever you want, 
which made me more nervous because I couldn't dress up, but then I didn't want to look like a dump. So I'm like, what's an in-between here? I think I wore like black jeans. So I was like, okay, I look nice, but not business. And thank God that I didn't dress up. This is a whole, this is kind of too, I'm digging into it too much here, but I showed up there and everyone was wearing sweatpants and they were just like, what's up? (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I regret even wearing jeans. I know, it would have been very funny, me knowing the environment, picturing you going in with, like, a blazer. Oh, after working there for five years, I would think back to me going there for my first interview and just be so embarrassed after, like, knowing everyone who heard me interview. I'm like, that is so embarrassing that I said those <laughs> things. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Um, yeah, so I had the internship, and after, I think it's, like, a what is it, at Hassan, you do, like, three months? So, like, a semester's worth. So I did my internship pretty much three years early, and then they just kept me on after that. So, like, mind you guys, Liz is a freshman. She's going, that was, like, a big girl job. She was going up against, like, seniors, and I, like, remembered being, like, you know, don't don't get your hopes up here. Like, this seems, like, pretty crazy. Like, I'm, like, I mean, you could definitely get it, but, like, I was, like, wow, this is going to, this would be crazy, and... There was definitely, like, no better fit for the job. Like, I mean, Liz obviously had to apply for it. But, like, this was, like, there was people that were going up against her that were, like, older and had a lot more experience. And just saying, Liz showed him who's boss. So It must have done something. But I remember it was funny because I didn't know that I got the job. They kept being like, hey, come, can you come back in for a little while? And then I would go there for a few hours and, like, do some work. And then go home and I'm like I don't know if I work for them or if I'm just like they're still feeling it out like was that a second interview (laughs) or yeah it is really funny I do remember that and sorry if you get into this but Liz was also a baller all the way through like she worked so hard through college and like worked like very regularly and again like towards a career so anyways just saying I'll also let you go now but just wanted to point that out thank you thanks for the compliments that's very nice (laughs) <laughs> my mom when I would get stressed about school she'd be like I, re- I told you you don't need to work like why are you working and I'm like I yeah I want to but um as my graduation day approached we just kind of started talking about next steps and it just turned into a, a full-time job like a full-time o- they gave me a full-time offer and I decided to stay there and like actually get some really good experience full-time I already kind of was doing the job, but this was, like, the next step up, and, yeah. I think it would be a key thing to note is that this job only existed there if Liz wanted to stay anywhere local, and, like, that was your passion. So, like, that's kind of what made things a little tough. Yeah, there was no other job like this in Maine or even... I don't even know in New England, like, this company was different than other kind of companies in the same field that would have the job that was, like, digital marketing specific to what I wanted to do in events, which I am very into concerts. If anyone doesn't know that, (laughs) that's kind of... Well, I don't think they know what the job is. Oh, I don't think... Did I not say it at the beginning? I don't think so. That's why I'm like, well, okay, so if you're going to say concerts, I feel like you're okay with saying it. Oh, okay. Sorry, everybody. It was a digital marketing job for a concert 
promotion company. So we had a couple venues in Maine and one in Rhode Island. And I had been to so many concerts. I would just buy tickets. I'd be in high school and buy tickets. And then I'd text my mom after like, hey, can you drive me to Boston? I just bought a ticket to this concert. So she had been to like, I think, I don't even know, like 25 by the time you were like 18. It was something crazy like that. Yeah, it was 40. And then I stopped keeping track. 40 by the time she was uh, 19 years old and that's when she was applying for the job and I was like yeah I think that would be a good fit considering (laughs) like I'm not a music like I obviously love music but I'm not like a music buff like I don't Liz knows everything but that's why this is like a whole factor of the story is like you can't just be a music a concert promoter in your home state anywhere else oh right exactly also like this is your starting job it's like hi your first job out of college is going to concerts. Let's go on with the rest of your life and figure out what's going to be after that. Like, oh, okay, (laughs) this is hard. Yeah, it made it very hard. It was fun. It was very exciting. Um, it, It gave me a lot of creative freedom and... Also, it was very exhausting, so I'll throw (laughs) that in there. I didn't have really a summer, so that is also a factor. Inconvenient Uh, to me. Yes. Also, I got free concert tickets, so it wasn't that inconvenient. (laughs) When did your eyes start to be like, okay, maybe this, like, what's my next move? Like, why did this start to come about? Okay, Ashley, let's hear a little bit about your job, and then we can talk about how... We got to the end point. I feel like, so first of all, when my internships in college were, my main internship was working at a bank. I did marketing for a bank in Maine. And that was, I did that for two summers in a row. And then I did uh, marketing for Hassan as a job. And then I worked for my uncle's general contracting company. So she can say that I'm a baller, but she had a bunch of jobs in school and was always looking for this one. So just saying. <laughs> Not baller, but just uh, trying to figure it out, you know? Her resume was filled up. My resume was thick, but that... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thick. Thick. She's got a couple pages. <laughs> it was thick with like a lot of C's. Uh, so I worked for my uncle's general contracting company. So that's kind of what I did. And with that is where I started to try and form what my what I was going to do after school. And um, I really did from an early age struggle with the thought of like, right in college, I had an online schedule for a lot of it. And like college is already sporadic. My work was pretty flexible. So I had already had a pretty flexible job, like I mean, a pretty flexible lifestyle in college. And I kind of liked it. I had the discipline for it and the motivation for it. So I did enjoy it. So I was a little nervous thinking about my job post-grad. I uh, also was torn between sales and marketing. So I had a lot of professors really push me. They really wanted me to go into sales and like be a, you know, like a, a hustler for lack of a better word. I originally took a job with Dell in Massachusetts and um, it was a really great job offer, good money, like a, tr- you know, pretty much a full plan on how I could earn all kinds of money someday in sales. Um, however, I started to think of a few different factors. I was thinking about Maine and how we have a college reimbursement program of sorts. That was a factor. I had a serious relationship, which was a factor. And we can kind of get into this later on. But like, I am a woman who knows someday I would like to be a mom. 
and the hustler 60-hour-a-week in sales for the next 10 years kind of made me have to think. Anyways, just so... Also, you can refer back to episode 21, Balancing Your Dreams Versus Your Partners, for a little bit more on this. That was a big factor of it as well. So... That's kind of where I was like with the first, you know, job, job look, I was, I'm going to give it a shot like the it was, it was good. Um, But I also another factor with that, in case anyone's looking at their postgrad job decision making, uh, taking a job out of state, I kind of had the realization that a lot of my vacation time would go to going back to Maine. And I kind of wanted to travel. And I kind of knew like, okay, let's say I move to Mass, like, that'll eventually just become like my home or like my city that I live in now is like, I'll eventually get used to it. It won't be much new exploring and stuff that I wanted to be able to use my vacation time to explore. So I don't know. Anyways, in case anyone was on the fence with that, that's kind of, I remember that being a factor for you. Yeah. And I actually am happy about it because uh, my friend right now is actually having that realization right now as she's, you know, in a different state, she's like, oh, someone warned me that this would happen and it's happening and I'm realizing it. I ended up uh, finding a job in my hometown where I grew up in essentially like bank marketing. So a credit union, they're very similar to banks. Uh, They had a marketing position opened. I got to volunteer in my high school that I went to, like I was teaching kids financial education. I would do community events and at the community events, community events would be like, I mean, my family went to support me, but like they went because it was their town, like Parker, I don't know, people could stop in my office all the time. It was literally like giving back to my community. That is what I did for two and a half years. So I was the essentially the marketing director over there. I handled everything marketing related. So yeah, it was a very philanthropical job with a lot of room for growing. And my uh, my bosses were all very helpful, understanding like a perfect environment to really grow professionally in. Yeah, I mean, I I was able to realize a lot about myself as a professional from that job and what I was looking for in a career. I realized pretty early on being in that job that I I needed a job with a why. Like I needed something that I could well, I realized a few things. I realized I would be happy doing any job as long as I was surrounded by good people and compensated, you know, reasonably but I feel like I could literally like sweep the ground for however many hours a day I didn't really care exactly about the work I was doing per se like although I was making ads on my computer I could have been like punching in numbers as long as I had good people around me if that makes sense the good thing about my job was every day was different I was behind a computer some days, and then some days I was at events and concerts I mean not concerts conferences (laughs) event conferences teaching in the high school every day was different and I could make a lot of memories that way I mean it was a great job and um I mean I got to learn a lot and it was great to give back to my community so now I think as things have have happened uh Liz and I can kind of talk about when we started to maybe consider other options good time for that So I'm trying to remember exactly when I started 
feeling the way that I did. I know, obviously, I'd, I had done the job for almost three, I think three years, if not a little bit more before I went full time with it after graduation. And I really loved it at that time and loved living where I was living. And then everyone graduated and everybody else left and I stayed there. And it was a really exciting summer. That's the busy season. And then as soon as fall hit and I was feeling really alone in the area, I realized I was just there for the job. And I did really enjoy it. And it was worth it to me to be there. But then I started noticing that I was doing, you know, a lot of the same things over and over again. And I was still feeling very creative, but it was almost like I do this I've done this every Monday for four years. I've done this every Tuesday and I was getting too good at it. Not in a big headed way, like just robotic almost where I was just whipping it out really fast. And then I would get kind of an exciting new project that would make me, you know, re-excited about the job. But then it would always go back to the same stuff that I was always doing. And then I realized there's no, there's never going to be a next step for me unless my manager was to leave and he was not about to leave. So I just felt like I had reached my potential really, which I know happens to a lot of people, but I was just like, this is it for me for years here. Is that what I want to do? If I'm starting to feel a little bit like, uh, I'm doing the same stuff now, like how will I feel in a few years? And then also that summer, was very exhausting I had no weekends and since my friends and family weren't near me I didn't get to see them and I was spending if I had only Sunday off I would get in the car for two hours drive to see somebody and then drive back to get to work on Monday and it was just getting exhausting and I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my personal life at the same time I got a boyfriend who lived two hours away so just to add that factor in Everything was pulling me in another direction, and I was pulling against it to stay for this job, which I loved, but reached my potential, I think. Yeah, so I think a combination of, like, you, your routine became pretty monotonous. You'd done it. You were craving some change. Your friends and family were two hours away, and you had kind of reached your your wall. Like, that was where you could go for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So those, I feel like, were your, like, three breaking points of, like, time to start looking. So I will get into mine, and then we'll talk a little bit about how we did things after that. You know, when how we started to look, what we started to look for, what factors, and then where we started, where we decided to really make the leap and, like, do it, and then how we quit. So I realized... Um, so I think a few factors. One, I also really, really love my job. I still am working at my job for the next few days. Um, I do really love my job. The relationships that I made there were really great. And I feel like it also really opened my eyes up to a lot of different things and different people. Cause these people, uh, some of them are just a little different than me. And I think it really opened my eyes to just working with people that are different than you and the potential there and making sure that you have a good professional environment to work in. Where I started to realize things was just to be totally transparent with you guys, I 
the longer I was in the job, the faster my like my dreams started to fade away. And that was really scary to me because I realized that I had these big dreams and I just like did not like I was like, I am not going to be in a job for 20 years. Like I'm not going to do it. And not that there's anything wrong with it. I just, I am someone who like, I don't even know how to describe it. I am someone who just not unique to anyone else. There's tons of people out there that are like this, but I just need to live every aspect of my life. If I was, like I've said it before, like if I'm doing college, I am doing college. I'm making so many friends. Like I'm going to get involved. I'm going to do things, really do them. So Also, we're both at the age where we don't have a lot of commitments where we would have to stay in some, not that anyone ever has to stay in something that they don't want, but we were able to to do it. And I feel like a lot of times you got to do it while you're young. Yeah, well, and I just, I know some people stay in their jobs too. Um, so it's a very privileged thought for me to have. And it's a privileged um, thing that I'm I'm able to even have those thoughts. Because a lot of times the reason people are in jobs for 20 years, it's because they got lucky in that job and they don't necessarily have the college degree to, you know, give them options and things like that. So that was something that I also took into my factoring decision and being like, I'm lucky that I have this because I used to kind of like feel guilty for it. And I, that was kind of something that I'm like, oh no, like this is a great job. Like it's a really good job. I'm lucky to have it. It's flexible. It's creative. It's like, it pays well. Like there's, you know, it's, it's close to home, all this stuff that I felt like it's good, it's good, it's good. Like, stop fighting it. You're lucky to have it. You are being ungrateful. That was something I had a really hard time with. So I don't even remember where I was at, but um, yes, I just knew, like, I didn't want to be there for 20 years, but I realized it was the longer you get in there, the more you're like, it's harder to fight this. Like, I'm making myself miserable by thinking about this every day and like trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, like constantly like looking at jobs or whatever, just what if, like, what if there's something better out there? I was making myself miserable. So I slowly started to be like, okay, I'm just going to give in. Like I'm going to give in this nine to five. It's not so bad. Like the more you, the longer you are in it, the more you get used to it. And the more like the steady paycheck is nice. I do want to say we I can cut this out if you want, but I feel like you were in waves with it, too, where there would be times where you're like, OK, yeah, my dreams are fading. I got to do it now. And then you'd be like, actually, this no, no, this is this is good. And then it would go on, you know, a few more months and you'd be like, never mind. Maybe I should do it. And yeah, I just I was it's fighting not something myself. you just were this week. Like, it's time. Like I'm doing it right now. Like you've thought about this. Yeah, I was fighting myself. Like I, I again, it's because it was a great job. Like it wouldn't it wasn't like I hated my life. That's what was hard about it. Mm-hmm. I could have stayed there for 20 years. Like I get why people do it. It was very comfortable. I was I never had anxiety. Like Sunday scaries, I really didn't have. Like I liked my job. I mean, who doesn't like getting to go? Like I did so many fun things. Like I don't know, I went and bought wine and I went to like conferences and had great food and uh, taught in like classes and like just all kinds of fun stuff like I barbecues like for work like I'd go have to like schmooze with people at a barbecue like it was fun stuff anyways which like when you have a fun job and you're not miserable it makes it really hard 
to determine when to leave a job. That's why I'm saying that. So anyways, my first tip would be if you, if this is something you know about yourself and you can feel your dreams fading and if you know that that's not what you want, act quickly because it can scoop you up really fast. That's the one advice I'd give about that. Act quickly, do something that can maybe push you into the right Maybe it's just like literally contacting someone and getting an interview. Like do it quick. You don't have to make any rash decisions and quit your job. But if you can feel yourself getting like, that's ah, not so bad, do it something quick or you'll get sucked in. Second of all, my next thing would be to explore your options and, you know, see what your options are. See if um, I had a lot of job offers during my time at the credit union. So I had options, which was kind of nice to know I wasn't stuck. I wasn't stuck there. Like I was there by choice. So the ball was kind of in my court in that sense. Third, I would say is start to figure out like what you want, like why, you know, why you are considering leaving. I know we're kind of getting into the advice piece, but this was when I started to notice it. I started to notice that I wanted something a little more flexible and I, I just knew that, you know, the five, nine to five, five days a week wasn't for me forever. So I kind of realized I'm kind of fading to the next piece, but I realized that now is my time to take a risk. I'm going to get into a little bit about what to do when you realize it might be time to go and how to start to make that move. I do also want to say before we get into that, Mm -hmm. that I don't want to dig into this too much, but just like you can reach your full potential, you can also reach kind of your salary limit at a place. And I know money isn't everything, but that's something you got to look at too, because maybe you're just making ends meet, but you could do the same job somewhere else that has growth opportunities for you where you can actually make a really good living for yourself. Like, if you stayed at one job, you would just get a raise every year, which wouldn't equal out to as much of an increase you might get by starting a new job. Yeah, so that was actually, I'm glad you brought that up. That was, there was really two factors. It was when I realized my dreams were fading, and I fully realized I had been able, same thing as Liz, I could do my job significantly faster than when I started, And the workload wasn't catching up to my job. So there was a lot of downtime for me, especially with COVID. A big part of my job was events. Events are since canceled. And that was part of my job that I really loved. I really liked getting on the community. And like I had said a little earlier, I want a job where I can make memories. And I have something to look back on and be like, oh, like your job is such a big part of it. If my job is just a blue screen forever, like, I won't remember that. So my job kind of changed. I got faster at my job. I was bored and I just, uh, same thing with Liz, I kind of reached my potential. I didn't really want to go into finance into, like I didn't want to be the CEO or the executive vice president. And um, that was really all there was to go from where I was. So I was pretty much like, it's this is this is the highest I can go. I mean, forever. So those are the three three factors mm-hmm. that really kind of made that that decision kind of an easier one when the time came. We want you guys all to make that money, so maybe we'll do a negotiating episode. Yes. So you want to do 
like what to do after you've determined you're ready, you know, you want to move on, how to make those steps. Yes. So I was kind of in a probably not typical situation for leaving a job, but still it was very stressful for me. So when I realized that I was ready, I set a date and I wanted to stick to that date. So yeah, because you had moving as a factor. So it wasn't like you could kind of, you know, you had to be like, I got to be gone and moved into a place. You can't just like quit a job and then get an apartment. Right. I knew I was going to be leaving in December. That's kind of the plan that was made. It was going to work for me and for who I was going to be living with. And I started talking to my boss about it months in advance. So I started kind of bringing up the topic in probably September. Let's put a disclaimer out, though. The disclaimer is everybody knew my boyfriend. Everybody knew he lived in Portland. He worked at the concerts. Everyone was close with him. They knew I was leaving on Friday afternoon after work and driving to Portland every weekend and showing up Monday morning from driving back from Portland. So everybody knew I was exhausted. Everyone knew I was going that way. They kind of brought it up to you. I just don't want everyone to go out and tell their boss, I'm considering leaving. And their boss is like, you're fired. That's why I mean it was a unique situation where everyone knew that that's what I should do, but knew that I was having a hard time leaving. Yeah. They kind of like started, they opened up the conversation for you in the sense that they they let you kind of put the ball in your court as opposed to being, but you can get into it. I just, that's, that's what she means by unique is she knew she could have that conversation. Like she knew the relationship she had with her boss. Yeah. I've seen those conversations go south for someone. Right. Definitely don't tell your boss I'm considering moving because yeah, they'll just replace you. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen people, you know, try and be really transparent with their company and say like, I'm just, I'm considering leaving and the company, you know, you gotta, they have to protect themselves too. And like, as much as they appreciate the transparency, like they're on to the next one, like they have to make sure that spot is filled. So although those conversations are really great and I'll talk about my experience, make sure you really know like your company, you know what I'm saying? Make Mm -hmm. sure you really know your boss and know if that's the appropriate thing to do. But anyways, continue. So you guys started to talk about that. Yeah. I went really back and forth on it. Um, I think what a lot of people don't know is how much, like, if I had to think of kind of a dream job, I think it'd be in that realm. Like, that is something that I really wanted to do. It was a huge part of my identity at that point. I had been there for so long. I'm like, what am I without this job? Like, it was a cool job, and it was cool to be known for working there. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I, you know, I could share pictures on my Instagram. I could get, I was so excited about, like, to tell things to people. So I'm like, am I going to give up this sadly cool factor? I know we talk about, oh, it's not that cool to be cool, but it was fun to have an exciting job. So I was going back and forth, back and forth, but I just knew where life was pulling me and had to follow that. So I just kind of opened the conversation and I wanted to do it in the most respectful way or trying to respect the company that had been good to me. I waited till after the busy season was over to start bringing up the topic and I left in like the slowest season there I feel like you also I don't you can cut this out but it'll kind of go full circle 
you did try and like come up with alternative options to have both yes situations i i definitely did i wanted to make it work while moving it just wasn't the right time for the company to allow me to do that which is fine i respect their decision but it did give me the push that I needed to expand my knowledge in the digital marketing world because my job now is technically the same job title and it's a completely different job and it's a completely different side of marketing. And I'm so glad to be learning the things that I'm learning to kind of like round out that circle kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like that is really very beneficial to know. It's one thing like you can kind of go two ways with your career in anything. You can either become like a expert in or an expert you can become an expert in like one niche thing like Liz could have been the best concert you know I don't even know digital marketer ever or you can become a well-rounded professional which I feel like is good for managing teams like you now know like okay like let's say you manage a bigger team that has someone in more of the website side of things, the graphic design side of things, like this side of things, you know how to like steer them. Knowledge in all of the aspects. Right. So it depends on what you want. Like if you want to be the best graphic designer in the world, like obviously you don't need all of the other stuff if that's your goal. But if you want to maybe manage a team someday, maybe diversifying what your career is. So it worked out well for Liz in what she's doing. So I was pretty open with everybody Everybody kind of knew when I was going to leave, but it got to the point where they're like, yeah, you you officially do have to put in a resignation letter, though, you know, <laughs> and I didn't know that. And that's when I was like, how do I even do this? Like, how do I actually write this out? And then I started feeling like very sad. So it's very hard to write. But I actually have a funny story. So obviously I was looking for jobs after I had told them that I was going to be moving and starting to look for jobs and they were really nice. Everybody said I could use them as a reference. It's good to have a good relationship with your workplace if you're going to be leaving so you can carry those people on with you. But I was applying for an apartment to move and the landlord knew my boss, my ex-boss. So she knew that's where I worked and she called him and she was like, why is she moving down here? Like, she's still working for you. And he was like, sketchy, sketchy. If you hadn't quit your job, you would have been so in trouble. Oh God. Yeah. So I'm like, thank God I was transparent. So they had a really good conversation. I was glad that he was aware of the situation. And she also said, Oh, if she's looking for a job, my husband is hiring for that type of job. She should apply. So and then he gave me a really good reference for another job. And he called me immediately after and told me about it and said, you should apply for this job. And I was like, I did apply for that job. And that's the job that I want. So what are the odds of that? Got a really great reference from him. And that is the job I'm currently in. So really worked out well. Uh, to uh, leave your workplace on a good note. (laughs) (laughs) And I still, like, I know a lot of people there still, and I think they would be great uh, connections to have for the rest of my life. And if there were still concerts this past summer, I probably would have helped out a little bit down here in southern Maine, but obviously there were no concerts. Right. Let's see. 
So I started to have the feelings about wanting to quit or not quit, but like move on to my next thing. Yeah, quit. Just quit sounds harsh. (laughs) So I started to really think of what I wanted in the next job. So my situation was a little bit unique to Liz's in the sense that I didn't need to move. I didn't need to leave uh, in a geographical sense, but it was time for me to look for something else. So what I originally did was similar to Liz is I tried to make it work with the with my current job uh, just by switching things up. So I originally approached them with an idea of just switching up my hours and doing stuff a little bit more part time so I could do something else with my remaining time. And that was kind of something that I had thought of for a long time. But it was kind of that thing where my dreams started to fade and I was like I need to make a move like today or else it's not going to happen and it was something I thought about for a while but I finally just like brought up the conversation asked them about it and I was very fortunate that they were open to it and that was what I was going to do come the end of the year I was going to be a little bit more part-time with them and focus on some other stuff and during my time during like the last six months or so maybe even longer um, I had a few different job offers from people And that was kind of, that kind of helped me figure things out in like a, what I was looking for in the future. You know, I knew why I said no to those things and some things were financially, it didn't work out for me. I kind of realized I'd have maybe the same issue with that job in maybe a year or two, you know, my potential would kind of reach a max. My, um, I realized, like I said before, I needed a strong why on why I worked for someone I knew that I the job I was in now it wasn't this case but I knew myself and I knew if I worked like a big corporate company I'd be like why am I working in this job to make someone else a ton of money so I kind of knew some things like that played into it so uh, I originally approached them to see if I could do part-time and I approached them I sat down and asked if I could speak to them and I kind of gave them my reasoning for wanting this change and I just said you know events had slowed down and things like that. And I had some more free time. I was getting better at my job and I wanted to focus my attention on other things on my own. And then um, I had an offer for something different uh, come up and it was something that I had actually thought of a lot years prior. I had kind of played with the idea a while and kind of had talked to this person about potentially doing this work for them on and off. It was nothing and never really a serious conversation, but always knew it was something that might end up happening. So, um, you know, the time kind of came, person approached me, gave me, you know, an offer of, of going to work with them and doing some stuff again, like the, the piece that I had wanted to do with the credit. Well, really what happened is I mentioned to this person what I was doing at the credit union. I was going to go part-time that opened up the discussion and uh, really was a no brainer for me from that point on. So the nice thing was that it was a very amicable break for me as well in the sense that I wasn't behind their back taking on a bunch of interviews again, which would have been fine, but no one could blame me for leaving because it was a very innocent thing that happened. So what I did is um, I, knew what time 
<laughs> this is like, I'll tell you literally how I left. I knew that two of my big bosses, they had meetings every morning and um, I asked to speak to them while they were in the meetings and I made that kind of made things a little bit less were similar to Liz's not a formal environment that if I had sent them an email asking them to speak they would have known <laughs> this <next laughs> yeah. email was sent um not that I wanted to like sneak tack them but it would have been very uncomfortable so I asked to speak to them and I went in saying the way it had come about I had said I didn't say like I'm putting in my two weeks I didn't make it very dramatic. I said, like, I had this conversation with someone. Things accidentally turned into, you know, an offer. It wasn't on purpose. And uh, I am I think I'm, I'm going to be leaving. And that's kind of how I said it. So I'm still going to do a little bit of work for them. I also left on a good note with them. I left in our not busy season as well. And I made sure when I left or as I'm getting ready to leave, I left them in a really good spot. I had how-tos on how to do everything. I'm going to help them interview their next person. So I'm going to sit with them with interviews and really make sure that I don't, especially when you're working in a small company, you really want to make sure you help make things as easy as possible for them because those are people that you really want them, you want to leave on a good note. And you kind of remember when you were starting and trying to learn yourself and it probably would have been nice to have that information. Yeah, and I just, I am going to be still pretty close by that I have offered to help train the next person, whatever it might look like. So, um, yeah, that is that. And I also think it's really important when you're leaving a job to make sure that you really let people know what they've done for you. Like, being very grateful and, like, I think I do this with anything in life anyways, like, I make sure to tell people like what they mean to me. And I think it's important to do the same thing with your coworkers. Like there's one person who said something to me that really stuck with me forever. And I wanted to make sure she knew she had said, uh, let's see. So I did something, I like made a, a mistake grammar wise, or I don't even know something more technical. And she had said, like, hey, we can't expect you to be everything. We can't expect you to be, like, very creative and come up with these ideas and then also have you be really technical or whatever it might be, like, I don't know, like, anal about spelling when we also want you to be, like, a free thinker. And I was like, wow, what a positive environment. You know what I mean? Like, that's also a great point for anyone to know mm-hmm. um, in your in your world. Don't beat yourself up. Beat yourself up. You can't be everything to everyone. So, Anyways, that was that, and uh, it's been a great environment, but I think that sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and make the move and hope for the best. You know? I think so, too. I also realized, I think what really made me make the move is life is not that serious. Sometimes I take life way too seriously, and uh, if something doesn't work out, you'll figure it out. Like, you can get another job. You can, I don't know, like, you'll figure it out. Your your brain is not going to let you completely fail. Overall, motivated, dedicated individual, you know, there's a difference between someone who, you have to know yourself and your work ethic and be honest with yourself if you're making these choices for the right reasons or you're just, like, sick of it, you know what I mean? You're like, whatever, screw this. Not the mindset to have. If you're in the right headspace, 
you'll figure it out. I also wanted to say, I didn't say this during my part, but I think it's important to kind of have an idea of where you're going to be after what we both did. But it was nice knowing that I already had the opportunity lined up and I gave myself a little bit of time in between. And there are a lot of great places that you can look for jobs online. I think I found my job actually on Indeed. Yeah, one thing to note is we'll list off a few here. Indeed, Glassdoor, Simply Hired, and LinkedIn are all really great spots to look for jobs. It is also, I think, we I want to talk about like who to discuss these thoughts with because this is something very important. You want to make sure you're talking to the right people. You do not want to talk to your coworkers about this because that can easily, no matter how much you trust your coworkers, that can get out and you do not want to getting out that way. That's the easiest way you could make this leave not in a way that you will have a relationship with these people afterwards. Um, so people you can speak to, I feel like you, depending on your relationship with your parents, that's a tricky one because depending on your relationship, parents can have great advice, but at the end of the day, like take it with a grain of salt. You your parents want want what's best for you and they may not know, you know, I feel like I take what my parents say as the rule. Like what my parents say, I'm like, that's it. That's what I got to do. They know. (laughs) And sometimes you might know yourself, you know what I mean? Like, so parents, but I also think you should have mentors that you talk to. Definitely mentors. Uh, And if you have any friends that are happen to be in the same field as you, which we kind of lucked out with that. It was nice to be able to kind of tell you what was going on rather than telling someone like someone in the medical field or something that right. may not understand, like growing your career in that yeah. way. Uh, mentors, friends, and obviously if you have a significant other, that's a really important one that you have to have these conversations with, especially like for myself, what I was doing was a little bit more risky than I wasn't moving from one completely, you know, whatever salaried, whatever job to another one, things were a little bit different. So I just had to like kind of discuss this conversation. You should anyway, but you know, you can't just like be like, hey, I quit my job today. Hope you can pay the bills. Like, can't really do that. I bet Kyle wishes that I didn't talk to him about it because I think it was literally like every day I had to talk about it. And probably you and, uh, Another friend of mine would probably like, just literally go, like, just move. Like, yeah. do it. No, I, I mean, I was never sick of it for you if that helps because I am the same way. I know how big of a decision it is. Um, but, yeah, Parker would be like, I literally have told you 25 times, do it. <laughs> it's I the same agree. advice. It's I'm giving you the same move. advice. Do it. And I'm like, but, like, what about this? And he's like, no, no, we're done. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> you know the answer. He just has an automated response at that point. Yes. Also, like, I say the day you quit your job, you wear a great outfit. You need to go in there confident. You do not want to go in there feeling like a, you know, sack of potatoes. Go in there with a great outfit. You know, have a good morning because you got to get chipper in the right headspace. Go in like a professional boss and confident in your decision. Like, it will work out. Figure out, like, have reasons of why. And also be prepared for them to potentially fight for you and try and keep you. That's something that I think is something you should consider as an option because 
you have to know if that comes up, like what will you do? What are you willing to not take that other job for? Because that could mess up your future with the job that you took. You know, if they if they do offer you money and you're like, actually, never mind, I don't want this job. I'm going to keep my other job. So have an idea going into it. This could happen. Or vice versa. Be prepared for them to not... <laughs> To not fight for you either, which kind of be a letdown. Yeah. So be prepared for all the above. But I did want to say, I know I said that you had to have a plan after, but you don't necessarily have to have a plan. I know somebody who just left and and changed their life, and that's what they wanted to do. I also recently was in a meeting, and a girl was like, yeah, this is my last week. And we were like, oh, what are you doing next? And she's like... I'm 23 and I'm all set with this job. I'm moving on. I'm going to find something next. And I was like, good for you. Yeah. I mean, it gives you more time to focus on the job that you really want. Cause I do have to say it is hard to be doing interviews and still working a full time. It's job. brutal. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's so hard. COVID makes it a little bit better because a lot of it can be done zoom, mm-hmm. but it is very tough. You feel really guilty for it. I would say just to for you guys looking for your next steps, a few things to consider when trying to determine what you're looking for in your next job would be longevity. How long, what's your potential of growth? I know that's something that like when I took my job, it wasn't a factor. I didn't think of it because I was like, I'm only here for like, I'm only gonna be there for like a year. It's fine. Not necessarily. Like it probably would have been nice to work like where I could have gotten promotions. Like it's a factor, I think definitely look for that also next I would say think about the things that you didn't like about your job and see if the the next place has them like say you wanted to work from home sometimes or have a uh, flex time see if they have that if you're sick of that nine to five structure find something that doesn't have it maybe you also like speaking of things like maybe you wanted to work with more people your age like that you could you know go to happy hour with, relate to more. Maybe you wanted to work with people that had, there was a bigger department for you to learn from. Um, those were like, I didn't have someone necessarily ahead of me marketing wise that I had to teach myself a lot of it. So maybe in my next step, I wanted someone that could I could learn directly from. So yeah, factors of growth, factors of thinking of what you didn't necessarily like and the job that you would change, whether it's uh, professionally or, you know, maybe it's just the environment, the culture, whatever that might be. Think of money. Um, a lot of times these like 10 years, I think they say like your 20s, there's a lot of earning potential on different jobs that you go to. So you think when you go from one job to another, you might be able to bump up your salary $5,000 which that is like five years at your previous job, maybe. Right. So like you, yeah, that that would be more of a raise than you probably got in the whole five years that you were at a job. You could make that in the next job you go to. So think of that, your earning potential. Also think of your, the career you're in. I mean, the industry you're in, what industry were you in? Do you want to make a full industry change or do you just want to maybe make a company change and stay in the same industry? Oh, wait, and think of hours, like salary, environment, hours. Those are all really important things 
And uh, I think hours is something that you think it doesn't make a difference, but it really does. Like, yeah, think about work-life balance because that was a big perk for me now was being able to clock out at five and not think about it again until the next day. Right. Like, um, I don't want to speak to necessarily my significant other's uh, experience, but he left essentially his dream job. He was we should have had him on here. I know. He would have been great. Yeah. He was working in sports and he had to make the decision to, again, it was like a dream job. He got paid to watch sports. He, he can't have this job really anywhere else in Maine kind of thing, similar to Liz's. And he had to make the decision to leave. And a big part of that was based on hours. He figured, okay, I could work 60 hours a week in sports or I could work 40 hours a week and then go watch the sports. Yeah. <laughs> like I could just go to the game and drink a beer. Yep. Like all my time off versus working them. So uh, hours is a big factor. Uh, my words of wisdom would be don't take life too seriously. Be professional. Be grateful. But also still, you know, know when it's time to move on. Also, we love talking about this stuff and love giving advice on this. So if you guys are really considering it and need to message us we will we got your back we will also though stay tuned to see if it works out for me <laughs> haven't done it yet a lot of fully. a lot of updates coming yes on that. um to the job that i am recently leaving ily been very great to me i am very sad let's hope i don't screw up the next one i have a good feeling that you're gonna like it all right, guys, that was a good one. Good luck quitting your jobs. We <laughs> wish you all the best. Chase Get your dreams. Secure the bag. And secure the bag. Do whatever you got to do, you know? But do it with a smile on your face. Yeah, be super professional and get that money. Super professional. Blazers are encouraged, except for when you were at Liz's interview freshman year. <laughs> also, so get yourself a friend that hypes you up. That's what you need. Also, though, don't get a friend, you know, this is the same thing I say with haircuts. Make sure you have a friend that really wants what's best for you and not that's just like, you know, hey, I'm kind of bored. Let's watch. Let's quit our job, you know, see what happens. There are a lot of people like that, like, or yeah. they want to do it. So they tell you to do it, but maybe right. it's not what's best for you. Like, exactly. Like, you know, I, the time wasn't to leave maybe a year and a half ago for me. As much as, like, maybe I'm like, oh, I want to go travel the world, quit my job, whatever. Like, someone who wasn't a good friend would have been like, you should so quit your job and travel the world. They'd be like, Ashley, you don't like that. You you know what I mean? Like, you got to know people. A Same good thing. Friend your friend tells picks you. picks out the good points of your job and says, don't forget about this. Don't forget Same about the benefits. Don't forget about, yeah. Like, when I'm fighting with Parker or something. I'll have to, like, I want a friend that, like, also, like, they say, like, yeah, what a jerk. And then they'll also say, like, but do you remember the time that he did just, um, so me? Know, you dinner. You need, like, a balance. So, so I don't want, up. so me then? Yeah, you do a good job of that. Thank you. Sometimes too good because you're like, can you stop piping him up? Yeah, but some, you do the right mix. You'll call Thank him you. a jerk when he's a jerk. Thank you. Yeah, I have done that before. <laughs> at Parker 
Again, good luck quitting your job. I hope this was helpful. Disclaimer, Parties Over Podcast is not responsible for any financial loss caused by quitting jobs. Um, (laughs) All professional decisions are the choice of the uh, listener of Parties Over Podcast, not producers or content creators. Oh, my God. Please quit responsibly. Please quit responsibly. (laughs) All right, cheers to Ashley starting her next endeavor. That was a good one. Let's go get a drink. I'm going to need one after the couple weeks I've had. 